Thank you for joining us today on Uptime Logistics, powered by Cap Logistics. I'm your host, Doug Draper, with the Denver Transportation Club. And we have three guests today. We're super excited. I think we're going to have a great dialogue. So we're going to start off with just basic introductions at first. So first of all, CJ Renaud, thank you for joining us today. We'll learn a little bit more about yourself here in a second. And uh, Jenny Schilling, thank you for coming down. And Wesley Patch. So uh, three names to our audience, but let's learn a little bit more about each one of them. So CJ, let's just tell, uh, tell us about kind of your, your position here and then uh, a little bit about, your, about your, uh, your background, if you don't mind. Sure. Thank you for having us. Um, I am the Business and Community Partnership Administrator with Greeley Evans School District 6. Uh, I originate, um, I'm, a, I'm born and raised in Denver, Colorado, and I live in Greeley with my husband and my daughter. And kind of a cool thing about me is uh, I was a 23-year police officer with the city of Aurora, and I retired and got my education in education and uh, was fortunate enough to be picked up by uh, Greeley Evans School Districts. Gotcha. What was the reason to make the switch from... Uh uh, service into education? I think that personally, it's not a really good time to be a police officer. It's kind of scary. It's kind of dangerous now. And um, so making that move to education was a seamless transition for me because I was a school resource officer for about 12 of the years that I was a, a police officer. So it was a very easy transition and I loved working with the kids. And so it just made sense. Yeah, great. Yeah. Good deal. Jenny, tell us a little bit about yourself, if you don't mind. Yeah, sure. I'm uh, the Director of Student Support and Career and Technical Education with Greeley Evans School District. I've been with the Greeley Evans School District for just over 17 years. I started as a teacher, moved to a building administrator, and now I'm at the district level. Um, and Career and Tech Ed is where I started as a teacher and is really my passion um, for helping kids get connected with their education. Nice. What grade were you a teacher? I was high school, 9 through 12. Okay. Awesome. I taught agriculture. Oh, very cool. Yeah. Good deal. All right, Wesley, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, I'm a senior production manager at Vestas Blades in Windsor. Um, I moved to Greeley in 94 and um, hit the big build boom. Mm -hmm. um, there I was a, a framer and house builder for 14 years. And then when the housing market crashed in 2007, 2008, as we all remember, um, Vestas moved in. Um, it was the first Danish wind turbine factory in the United States, and they opened up in Windsor, Colorado, which was nice, and I luckily got on with them yeah. in 2007, and 12 years later, here I am. Nice. Yeah. Where did you grow up? You said you moved here um, in I grew up in the Carbondale, Aspen area, okay. actually on the western slope. Very cool. So Good deal. Yeah. Well, I jumped in to talk to uh, to our guests, but I wanted to uh, reiterate or at least introduce our show. So Uptime Logistics, as we know, is really focused on keeping systems and logistics up and running so there's no downtime. So today's show, we're going to go a little bit differently, and we're going to talk about the human aspect of that, because although there's cool technology, there's still a human that needs to be behind a truck or on a production floor or managing technology to make sure things move smoothly. So the uptime today is really going to be focused on the uptime of, uh, of people and, and individuals and what we're doing out there specific in District 6 to make sure they're the creme de la creme and, and, and top of the uh, uh, top notch, if you will. And so that's really the focus of today's uptime. So before we get into some specifics, we were talking uh, before just about how education in general has changed a little bit related to manufacturing and 
things of that nature. And, you know, when we were growing up, it's, hey, you went to high school and then you got your degree in college and you learned a lot of book smarts, as I would maybe refer to it. And then you learned your street smarts when you graduate and you're 22 and you have no idea what you're doing, not really sure where you want to go into. And things have really started to change. And so maybe we could talk this broad uh, spectrum about um, why that's changed, um, you know, all over the country and um, maybe start there. So I'm not sure who would want to take that. Maybe Jenny, would that be something you'd want to start off with? Sure. So, um, yes, I think that there's been a shift from career and or college, you know, that mm -hmm. career or college path to this um, bringing it together of career and college and helping um, students develop high skills um, to, to go into the workforce. Um, I think that's a shift that we're seeing. I think it's a shift, one, um, to help with engagement for, of students. I mean, um, not all students understand why they're learning what they might be learning. Um, so if we can connect that with something that they're passionate about, I think it's much um, easier to lead them down um, the road of their education and connect it with the skills that they will need as they go into their chosen path. Excellent. Yeah. And are you seeing that trend across um, all um, uh, phases of, of education, not only here in Colorado, but across the U.S. and even globally? What, what's your thoughts on that? Well, um, obviously, there are some global um, models that, that bring this, um, you know, career-wise, I think about what they're doing in Sweden mm -hmm. about putting students into apprenticeships um, early as they go into like, the ninth or tenth grade, and so yeah. I think that model is um, very relevant. Um, and most definitely here in, in Colorado, I think there's a huge shift across our state in helping students develop skills um, so that they have some college as they graduate and have an idea of what pathway they want to go into. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's like kind of the U.S. might be uh, late to the game because you'd mentioned over in the, some mm -hmm. of the European countries, what we're talking about seems to be um, kind of mainstay over there and it's been happening for, for years, if not if not decades for sure. Yeah, for sure. For, from Vesta's perspective. So so that that's terrific. So we've got to change, right? Mm -hmm. my, my son just went to college, so I, I, I know that I'm like, okay, we need <laughs> to have a purpose whenever we get out of here and, uh, and make sure the money's worthwhile. So I can totally appreciate the fact that if you have a skill set when you hit the ground running, A, you're engaged, which means you're learning uh, more quickly and more passionate about it. So I completely understand that. So let's talk a little bit about what's going on in northern Colorado, right? I know that's yeah. your, your passion and everything else. So we have a changing landscape. Mm -hmm. um, and let's talk a little bit about how that is going on um, up in, in uh, District 6, as we refer to it, which is the Greeley and Evans. So before we jump into the specifics, tell us a little bit about that district, kind of what it encompasses, the, geograph the geography up there. Maybe CJ, I'll throw that one over to you. Um, district 6, I think, is the 12th largest school district in the state. Um, we have about 22,500 students. Mm -hmm. um, we are probably one of the most diverse school districts I've ever had the, the, the opportunity to work in. And I've worked in Aurora Public Schools and and Cherry Creek Public Schools, and so we speak over, you know, 70 different languages. Um, so the it's it's growing leaps and bounds on top of itself. We're, we're actually looking at passing a, a bond measure to, to reconstruct and repair and rebuild some schools because of the growth in that community. So it's a pretty, it's a pretty dynamic um, environment. 
right? How many different schools? I mean, I'm not going to hold you to the exact numbers, but uh, you said 12,000 students, so I'm not even sure how 22,000. many. 22,000. 22,000. 2,500 students. Wow. Good deal. How many schools? Yeah, or high schools? Uh, I, we have 17 elementary schools, four uh, comprehensive high schools, uh, four middle schools. I don't know. How many is that? Yeah. <laughs> a lot? Yeah, you, a lot. You do the math. <laughs> Enough to fit in 22,000 kids. Well, and yeah. we're over capacity. And we're over capacity. And in the next few years, we're going to be somewhere in the market of 1,600, 1,700 more students. Wow. Yeah. And that's just migration of people moving up to that yeah. area? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Interesting. So, well, let's talk specific about some of the programs that you're doing up there to really accomplish what we're talking about, which is getting uh, students more educated and engaged and, and uh, walking out with a skill set. So, CJ, I'll come back to you on that one. I know that this is kind of your passion and kind of why you went, you know, from, from law enforcement over to education. So, dive a little more specific about the program that's going on up there. So, they brought me in um, as the Business and Community Partnership Administrator. It's probably one of the only school districts doing that work. And we were fortunate enough to have a superintendent who was progressive in her thought process. And she's saying, we need someone dedicated mm -hmm. who is just dedicated to just doing this work, getting kids career and college ready. It's not either or, it's both. And we need somebody who has an understanding of our community, who has an understanding of our students, who, who is invested in the community. And so it was me, who better than me. Mm -hmm. I grew up in Greeley. I've been there since 1987. I went to college there. I've coached all the students. Um, I've coached anything from dinky dunkers to the high school kids. I've taught in the community. I've taught at the community college level. And then I raised my daughter in that community. And so then I have, and then I also have, a, I'm very invested. I have a very good relationship with most of the people in the community. And that's, and, and I pride myself on that. I, I love the fact that, that I go somewhere and I know people. Right. And um, so it made, it made perfect sense to bring me in. Then I had an education. You can't just, you have business members who are wonderful like Vestas and they want to, they want to enter the schools and be involved and, but you can't just interrupt instruction. So we have to have somebody who understands the educational side of the house as well. So fortunate for me, I got my master's in education. So I have, and I was working in the schools. I was working with my administrators in all the schools that I was working in, in Aurora. So it just made perfect sense that transition. And so, yeah, I'm very passionate about it. Um, I'm super blessed and fortunate to just, we, me and Wesley were just talking about, I get to go to work and I get to do all the fun stuff. I, there is no more, you know, saving a kid from himself and putting him, you know, in jail so that he can get a meal that day. It, for me, it's it's going to work and getting students either in, in college or into a, into a Vestas, into an apprenticeship or an internship. So that's a lot of what we do. Jenny and I, Jenny helps um, keep me in alignment with the educational side of the house, what opportunities exist for our students at school, concurrent enrollment, um, career academies. So Jenny keeps me in alignment with what opportunities we can send students after on that side of the house. Then I get to run out after businesses that are fantastic to work with, like, like Mr. Patch and Vestas, and put students in alignment with businesses and their career pathways. And this is what I want to do. I don't want to go to school. I want to go to work for Vestas. I want to do something greater than myself, which is, which is kind of how we, we kind of marketed it 
the first kind of go around with that first cohort of students that work work and do something greater than yourself. And Vestas kind of wanted these students and um, to, they wanted, their vision was we want to leave, we want to make these kids better than when we found them. And that I thought was, that that's one of the, the best things that's ever been said to me from my business community. A lot of times business members want to host kids and, and just teach them some soft skills or, or, you know, just give them an opportunity to have a work experience. But Vestas really wanted to take students and make them better. And if they left, that was fine. They're going to be better than when they came there. So that was a that was kind of a big push for working alongside of those guys. But the the other side of our of our programs are internships, job shadows, uh, classroom presentations, just getting students exposed to what they don't know. Yeah, yeah, it's it is. You, you know, there's there's uh, businesses out there that want to help, and sometimes they're not sure how to do that, right? And I think the traditional is, hey, I can help you write a resume, or let's do a mock interview. And that's fine because everybody needs to have personal skills and things of that nature. But you're kind of taking it to the next level and saying those are important. And it also gives um, uh, businesses like, what can I do more? Because sometimes, uh, and we had talked about the school may not know the businesses out there that want to help. And, and more so businesses are like, I'm raising my hand, but I don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. So yeah. what, 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 tell us about some of the successes or, or the strategies, maybe that's a better word where you guys use to say here's the educational piece here's the business world up there so you got the book smarts and the street smarts how do you fuse them together and what strategies uh have you uh, found to be successful so each one knows the other well first i would say that um, our goal is to have every student complete a career in college plan so that you know their interests are right out there in front of us so that we can help guide them um, to accomplishing what they want to do and then um you know, this partnership with Vestas came about and is a beautiful thing because it really allowed our students um, that had the interest in advanced manufacturing to take what they're learning in school and then go to work and apply it. And I'll let you speak to how you brought that, uh, you know, those students together. Yeah. So like Jenny said, you know, that that career in um, college, you know, that plan, that's that's instrumental. We We don't want you to run out after a $60,000 debt and not have a job on the other side and not really enjoy that degree. We want you to, we want to launch. We want to launch students from graduation. We don't want to stutter step into anything. Mm -hmm. And so um, initially we met with Vestas and we met with uh, Mr. Patch and and some members on his team and they saw the vision. And that's amazing because most of the time I go out and I talk to the businesses and I have to, you know, I have to really, I struggle a little bit. That's probably one of our, one of our, our challenges is, is getting you to see the vision because it's like you said, I don't really know how to help or I don't really know what a student can do in my environment. Mm-hmm. And, and that's, we have to just kind of overcome some of those things. I have to kind of educate you. Yes, you can have a student in here. Yes, they can do these things for your, your industry. And I didn't have to, I didn't have that same challenge or that struggle with Mr. Patch and his team. Um, we were able to share the vision right away. There was a lot of excitement in the room. There were, they, they came to the table with a, a full team of, you know, trainers and mentors and HR and all the people who, who were seeing the exact same vision. So it was easy to, to incorporate that into, 
to our educational side of the house, which is which was the advanced manufacturing pathway. So that's one of the top five industry growing industries in Greeley, Colorado. Mm-hmm. We have over 80 advanced manufacturers. Um, granted, Vesta sits sits right up there in Windsor, away from us. But they came to Greeley to District Six, mm-hmm. and they said, "We want to partner with these students. We want to bring them in. We want to provide them an opportunity." We want to pay them and, and and expose them to this particular field, and we want this to grow. And here's what we s- envision happening. And so it was it was an easy partnership. Yeah, for sure. Well, I think you're a high school kid, and you say pay. That's a, a heck of a lot better <laughs> than, than than learning that skill set. So that's good. So it sounds, uh, Jenny, you start with the student. That's where you want, and your your term with launch is phenomenal, right? You don't want to stutter step. So you start with the, the, the kids and you say what you're passionate about. So is it like a, I don't want to get too far in the weeds, but how do you find out what those kids want to do? Is it a form? Does the student kind of look yeah. at what they're... So the district has yeah. invested in a software program that helps us um, manage all of that and students can go in and out. So once I select interest and it might you know, give me a couple of choices, I'm not locked into that, but mm-hmm. it does give me a place to move from. Um, right. And then kind of explore if I'm interested or not interested. And then all of our high schools have career and technical education pathways that they offer. Um, Greeley Central happens to have an advanced manufacturing pathway. Um, So those students, it is a great opportunity then for them to um, look at programs that might be available um, at a community college level or even a university level as they might go into an internship or an apprenticeship with Vestas. Got it. So here's... uh 10 kids and they've profiled and, and had expressed interest into advanced manufacturing. Do you just introduce those kids to CJ and say, CJ, here's Sally and Bob and, and whatever and, and go for it? How does that transition um, work well with Well, this the year we're fortunate that we have a career pathway specialist at each of our three comprehensive um, high schools that um, make help make that connection. So it might start with a job shadow. It might start uh, with a lunch and learn or something of that nature, but then mm-hmm. Yeah, we get them uh, connected with CJ and see where they might want to go. And away you go. And away they go. Cool. Well, you may not know it, but there's a third guest in the in right. The room. They're <laughs> taking up all the outreach. Wesley's <laughs> like, "What am I doing here? Come on!" So uh, I know Vestas has been mentioned multiple times. Yes. And it, it's a great, uh, you know, real world example. So I want to get into that a, a little bit. But before we jump in. Uh, maybe our audience has probably heard of Estes, may not know all the services that you provide because, you know, you see the blades going down the highway. But, yep. you know, I believe that there's a, uh, you know, a, uh, a service component and maybe give a big perspective of where Vestas headquarters, um, you know, employees and stuff. If you wouldn't maybe start there. Yeah. So we're a Danish based company. Um, we're out of Aarhus, Denmark, and um, we moved our first factory here in 2007. Our service business unit is out of Portland, Oregon. Um, so with our blade factories here, we have one in Windsor, one in Brighton. We have an assault factory in Brighton as well, and then a tower factory in Pueblo. So Colorado really invested into the wind energy sector, and, and that's one reason that um, Bestas chose Colorado. And um, Windsor was chosen, obviously, for the workforce back then. Mm-hmm. It had some manufacturing there with the Kodak company and then all the construction that was going on. So we knew we could get a very good workforce up in northern Colorado. And so moving in in 2007, obviously, because it's a challenge to push blades across the Atlantic Ocean, right? right. It's, it's not very cost 
effective to do that. So by moving in here and getting um, the rail spurs that we have and, and the logistics of closeness to the rest of the United States is the reason that um, we put a blade factory in Windsor. Nice. And so obviously it started as a bare field and, and 12 years later we're 1,300 plus and a 700,000 square foot under the roof, um, eight line blade factory. Wow. So Yeah. You mentioned rail. That's very tangible, yeah. and that helps keep things uptime. Yes. But there's a human that basically said, how do, how do we reschedule everything? So That's correct. So that, that's pretty amazing. So um, the campus up there, give us a quick summary of that again. You said it's, it's one facility, 700,000 square feet. Yep, 700,000 square feet, and we run eight lines out of there, 1,300-plus employees um, that run 24-7, 365 days out of the year minus eight days. Um, so we're f full on high production facility. Nice. Seven or uh, 24 seven. Yes. That, that, that's pretty amazing. So um, tell us a little bit about the interest level of, you know, you, you get this amazing program over here at district six. Yes. They're looking for, you know, a shining star to really engage. And then, and then here's Vestas. What specifically um, attracted Vestas to this? And, and maybe it's the roots of what we spoke about before with this vision already being up and running in, in Europe. And this may be like, hey, why aren't they doing this here in the state? So w what attracted Vestas here in Colorado to this program? Yeah, so when CJ hit me about three years ago, I, I, she came into a meeting and told me about it, and I, I kind of was, yeah, whatever, you know. Um, I really wasn't interested, I think, at the time, or I was really busy and didn't really pay attention. But then two years ago, um, Steve Bittner from EnviroTech, who runs an internship program up in Greeley, and our in-house um, recruiter Kevin Edinger, they met at a round table in Northern Colorado because with the unemployment rate being so low mm -hmm. up there, um, trying to find good workers, we knew we had a pocket of workers that we can get from right out of high school. Um, you guys might have to help me with the numbers here, but there's so many kids that graduate and so many kids that don't go to secondary mm -hmm. education. And with that being said, we're like, gosh, there's a pocket of kids or workers potential workers that we could grasp out of that right and knowing that the schools really don't do trades anymore um, it was kind of a, a, a challenge to bring people into manufacturing that had zero skills mm -hmm. right there was no knowledge they don't know what Six Sigma is they don't know what lean is they don't know what push-pull systems are and so when CJ came to me and they told us about the program and they already had an internship program written up um, me being from my sports background and then me also being from a trade background of construction, I just immediately was engaged in, gosh, we can make a trade learning environment in manufacturing to gain a workforce of all these pocket of young adults that really just want to work and not go to s secondary education. Yeah, yeah, that's terrific. So you're kind of creating a farm team. I'm creating a farm team. Yes, that is correct. And um, it, it, it was really beneficial when we first started it because once I saw the internship program, I knew I had to put a mentorship program with it um, because when you're bringing in 17-year-old kids, um, young adults mm -hmm. into the workforce with very little experience, it, it gave me an opportunity to give our veteran employees, our, our, our tenured employees, an opportunity to bring somebody in and teach them the world of manufacturing. Right. And it, and it was just an awesome idea, awesome thought process. And it, it, this is going to benefit us because retention is really what you're trying to do when you bring people in to work for you. Right. 
for sure. Um, we'll get a little bit more into the mentoring program, but just okay. on a 30,000 foot view where people uh, and employees of Estes welcome to the idea to say, hey, I'm doing my job. I got other stuff going on, but yet you want me to engage with, uh, with a high school student. Yeah, it, it, was, it was really unique because we do have uh, quite a few people that stepped up when we start talking about mentorships and they were really excited about bringing in new people and teaching them what they know, right? Yeah. There's not many blade building going on in the United States. Yeah. So it's a, it's a unique job. It's handcrafted job. It, it, it's it's going to help the world, right? And so there's so many aspects to it that uh, with the people in our facility, they just fully accepted it with open arms. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I tell you, on the other side, we're going to talk a little bit more about uptime logistics and some of the programs we have going on. So uh, we, we're just... Uh, we're just kind of getting started. We're, we're going to be uh, really diving deeper here in a few. So I want to thank all of you. Again, this is Uptime Logistics, sponsored by Cap Logistics. Talk to you in a sec. Hi, we're back with Uptime Logistics, sponsored by Cap Logistics. And we have three wonderful guests with us today, uh, CJ Renaud, uh, Jenny Schilling, and Wesley Patch. We were just talking about uptime logistics and the logistics are run by people and we need good people to be in good positions really managing our supply chain and so that's what today's topic is about. We were talking to Vestas right before uh, the break and how the program's uh, about three years old from what yes. I remember but the origins go a lot uh, further back than, than three years and so I want to switch back over to, to CJ and, and Jenny and talk a little bit about kind of the history of what's going on and things that uh, the district and Greeley was doing far beyond this program. So maybe you could dive into that a little bit. Sure. Um, so really, the I think the vision came from the city manager of Greeley, who had taken a group of folks to Kalamazoo. Uh, Kalamazoo, thank you, um, to kind of revision or rebrand Greeley itself and then the things that needed to happen to help the students in Greeley. Um, perhaps stay in Greeley as they graduated and, and uh, entered into the workforce. Mm -hmm. um, so it was that vision that started our internship program, our Career Explorer internship program, um, that we did in partnership with the city of Greeley. We had, I think, 11 students that first year who did the summer program, and then it's grown every single year since then. Um, and then with that, um, the district has really taken ownership now of um, with support from the Greeley. They support 20 interns, and then we manage the internship program now, which has grown into um, a, pr uh, a pre-apprenticeship program and uh, 128 students having an opportunity this last uh, summer to explore their area of interest. And um, so I think it started there, and it's just grown, and um, CJ's joined us, and you know, it's just kind of moved into uh, bigger and better, Yeah, is what I would say. Yeah, for sure. And I know that uh, we'd made mention that Northern Colorado has a great reputation for advanced manufacturing. And I know that there's an entity up there. Uh, we've probably referred to it as NOCO uh -huh. here on the, on the show, but maybe we could explain what that means and, and who they are and how they've worked in with the program. Yeah, so on behalf of the school district, I attend all the NOCO ROCKS um, sector partnership meetings. I attend a lot of meetings, and I'm not usually happy about all the meetings that I have to attend, but that is one I go to almost religiously every month. Mm -hmm. It's probably my most important partnership um, that I par participate in. They bring business. They bring education. They bring us all to the table. They provide us an opportunity to either share 
or or facilitate other programming with other with other businesses and other schools and it's it's been it's allowed me to progress our students in that in that in that career pathway of advanced manufacturing leaps and bounds mm -hmm. again i don't I, I can't speak enough about the noco rock sector partnership gotcha and no, noco simply means northern colorado northern colorado Gotcha. And that's its own entity separate from the school district, right? Yes, sir. And is it part of um, the city or is it a completely separate entity as well that focuses on like uh, um, for uh, professionals? Tell me more about what NOCO, a little bit more. If you so don't it's mind. a separate entity and it's the um, kind of the organization for all manufacturers to um, kind of come together and they do their own brainstorming issues that they might be facing. Um, and then the subcommittee that CJ sits on is NOCO Rocks, which is a subcommittee of NOCO Manufacturing. Okay. And that's where the industry partners come together, the educators are together. Um, you have lots of people in the yeah. room to yeah. kind of help move the educational. Uh, they And they move the, the needle the on yeah, everything. Yeah, they do. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, the partnership. I mean, w what I'm hearing is you got the school district, which is supporting it. You have the, the city of Greeley, mm -hmm. which is supporting it. And then this association, NOCO. And I'm sure Vestas is part of that uh, of that entity. So Absolutely. you got three uh, three separate entities collaborating for the benefit of the advancement of, of students and getting them dialed in. So thanks for sharing that that information. Uh, when we were off air in between breaks, we talked about uh, something that you refer to as the first 15. And one thing we wanted to get into is, okay, cool. Now I'm a junior in high school or a senior, and I want to really jump in with Vestas. And you had some great stories about that. So maybe walk us through the process of, uh, and maybe use the first 15, explain what that is and, and uh, kind of how things got started. Yeah, so <coughs> when we started, it was about a two years. We were trying to get all the logistics together and try to figure out exactly what we really wanted to do. So when we rolled it out, we were in total control, which if you're in ever total control, you know. So... We finally figured out we wanted about, what did I say first time, 25 kids? I think 25 is what I said. I, I, I think I can handle it on, on my um, four teams um, that work in the Shells area for Vestas. So um, we got 24 kids. Um, District 6 had them build resumes and kind of go through some uh, mock interviews. And then one of my supervisors, Arturo Loya, who's head of the mentorship program, he um, actually interviewed all 25 kids. Wow. Um, so they came in with a resume. They sat down with a three-panel interview so they could get that experience. And um, we chose 15 out of the 25. I think 24 is what we interviewed. So we chose 15. And <clears throat> what we really want to do is take juniors, when they end their junior year, it, it going into their senior year, that summer they work 40 hours a week for us for three months. Wow. So they come in, and we have a mentor with them. Um, it's one-on-one. -on -one. They learn our manufacturing process um, for the whole summer. They're working 40 hours a week. Um, they're on shifts. They do day and night shifts with us. And then through their senior year, they work up to 20 to 25 hours because um, they still have to go to school because that's our requirement is that they have to graduate. Um, that was my first requirement when CJ hit me with this and said, let's do this. They have to graduate. So kids who are if they're struggling in school or not, we try to get them to a level where they're going to graduate on time. Mm -hmm. um, they go through their whole senior year with us, 20 to 25 hours. And then when they graduate, 
um, we'll hire them on um, if they are fit with us at full benefits, full pay, and they start their job because they have a year and a half of manufacturing experience at that time, That's which great. is more than we get when we hire somebody straight off the street. Yeah. Um, so the first 15, we hired them on, and me and CJ, we both come from a sports background, as we said earlier, and we have both had a vision of the signing day, um, right? Every athlete that signs with big schools or little schools out of the high schools, they get to sit down with the parents and the coaches and they show their colors and they put on a hat and they sign national letter of intent. And so we said, Hey, let's do this for these kids going into manufacturing because they're actually starting their world as an athlete would. Mm -hmm. And so we um, got a cake. We invited all their parents. We had their table lined up. It was all their school colors. Um, they sat down. We had a hat for them. We had a, a model turbine for them there. Um, the mayor came and spoke, um, the superintendent came and spoke. Um, I got to speak during it and tell my story. And then we introduced the kids and they signed their national letter of intent for um, manufacturing trade. Wow. And so um, it was really cool because one of the um, students, he brought, uh, I think it was 13 people, family members, friends and really? family members to this. So we had a full house of about 50, 55 people that came um, to um, enter these kids into the manufacturing world. That's so, crazy. Yeah, it was, was so funny because parents didn't know what's a signing day. Yeah, right. And so we said we're ce we're celebrating the the achievement because we asked these kids to jump through some amazing hoops yeah. to get these positions with yeah. Vestas. Yeah, what an amazing way to launch. You yes, know? I mean I'm yeah. just like how fun would that be in any level of your career to have that type of setup and a signing day? Mm -hmm. that, that's really cool. There were two things that you mentioned. Um, that struck me. Number one was 40 hours a week. Yes. That's like, wow, this is real life. Uh, did the kids do okay with that? I mean, that that's jumping in. I don't, I don't, anyway, that, that was pretty amazing <laughs> to me. Yeah. How'd you know, they do? Well we, well, we figured that going into this and, and having the mentors there and the mentors are there for their hours and we wanted to really get them involved and start learning the process right away. And um, I think most kids that work in the summer probably work a good 30, 40 hours a week, you know, and being 17, they're at the age where they are able to do that. And we want to kind of see and put them through a little bit of a test to say, hey, are you really wanting to come to work here or not? Right. And right. I mean, obviously we're looking out for our interest of hiring um, good um, employees on for Vestas. And so if they're willing to work our three months at 40 hours a week and then stay through their senior year after a year and a half, right, we, we have some really good trained employees. So. Yeah. Yeah, that's why we put them in the 40 hours a week, and they all liked it. They wanted more hours. Oh, I'm sure. They love the money. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you can either flip burgers or, yeah. you know, or, or whatever, or do that. Learn a trade. Yeah, that's amazing. Right. The other thing that, that you said that struck me is that during their senior year, they mm -hmm. still worked 20 to 24 hours, yes. but yet they absolutely had, had to graduate. So mm -hmm. um, was, was it kind of a, a work study where some of the hours – that's a lot of action to go on whenever you're you're in school, I guess is my point. So did some of those hours transpose into credits or tell me how that works? So we're actually looking at that right now. Oh, yes. we? Um, so we are looking at um, providing them the opportunity to earn a work credit while they're also doing the work at Vestas. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so we've matched. We have matched other programs like that, but yeah. yeah, we haven't done it quite yet with this one. So we can match a lot of math and sciences mm -hmm. to what our process is. Okay. And so we're trying to right now correlate what math and sciences the district holds and what um, manufacturing process Vestas holds, and we'll combine those and say, this is a good math or this is a good science so that they can gain credits mm -hmm. so that we can help them 
um, work, gain credits, and graduate. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, it seems like a pretty disciplined group, right? That's a lot of uh, um, a lot of things you're asking of these kids. Mm -hmm. But like you said, a signing day, you're getting super engaged, and, and, uh, and they're ready to go. Let's talk a little bit about the mentoring program, right? So yes. So you've got our 15, and then you have some other <coughs> folks there. Tell us what does that mean, and what do those mentors do? Yeah, so the mentors um, essentially take on – one-on-one uh, -on -one with the students and teaches them anywhere from life to manufacturing so um, if students come in or having a hard day and just want to talk about what their day is we have a mentor there for them right so it's pretty scary sometimes walking into a factory of all these people and our, our processes are fast and they're hand-built and they're made up of teams and and so when you walk in there as a 17 year old kid you're wide eye yeah. deer in the headlight look and so we wanted to give them an opportunity to have one person that they work with every day so they can truly learn business etiquette work environments manufacturing trade just so they felt comfortable right first right. day we can take them around and we can show them where the lunchroom is where they put their shoes on and off at how, how just the whole world works in in manufacturing you know when i was building houses i always um, obviously, I had a mentor with me teaching me how to build houses, and that's where I came up with the idea of the mentorship program. And it, it, we do we've we have found enough mentors on every team to take kids one on one, and we try to match them with a mentor so that mm -hmm. we know that they're a good fit. Um, sometimes they are not a good fit, and we'll find them another mentor. But um, for the most part, they've really just delved into this whole idea of mentorship and bringing these young kids and I know you just went through a meeting with them I unfortunately missed it but kind of talk about what our mentors yeah I mean it's an opportunity for students to be supported and I think when you come in and it's and it is a little overwhelming if you are supported and you do have someone to talk to someone is there to listen to you every day and and you can ask that person questions you feel comfortable with that person mm -hmm. the success rate goes through the roof so I'll let Wesley celebrate those numbers here in a second. But it, it, that that mentor piece is probably the difference maker between between maybe my this this what we what we're looking at is free apprentice right now and our internship program internship program. You're coming in, you're getting a, a work based learning experience, kind of just being exposed to something 180 hours and kind of cut loose halfway or at the end of the summer. But with these guys, mentors share phone numbers and they're like, do you need help? We're having a celebration. You're part of the team. We want you to celebrate with us at, at lunch. We're having a potluck. Students love the 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 ownership and the culture that's created in Vestas. It's a, it's a, it's far different from any other factory place you'll ever step foot into. Yeah. Yeah. So obviously there's a, a, a process uh, with the students to be selected. You talked about mm -hmm. the, the first 15. Is there a similar process for mentors? Uh, is it like, Hey, we, we have space for 10 and there's a hundred people that are applying. Tell me, like, how do you find the right mentors within yeah. your organization? You know, we put them through a, a real uh, soft skills program and, um, uh, obviously our, our, our supervisors know the, their employees very well so when we started asking for mentors uh, this first one we handpicked them mm -hmm. um, just so that we knew that the program would be kicked off right but since then there's a lot of people that have signed up for a lot of employees have signed up for the mentorship program because they see the added value of it and they want to be fully involved and in, in once we get a m mentor 
or soon to be mentor we put them through classes so they can learn how to be a mentor and what it takes to be a mentor and it's really a peer support group is really what we went after yeah that, that's amazing so i know there's some successes we want to get into in, yeah. in a minute um so if uh i'm the student right and i have a mentor mm -hmm. Do I just shadow you 24 hours a day or does it say, hey, I'm going to talk for 15 minutes, like a debrief, and then you're going to go, and I'm not familiar with production investors, yeah, but you're right. going to go down there and you're going to turn a wrench for four hours and let me know if you have any questions. So like, well, give me, walk me through the day, if you will, of, of that relationship between the mentor and the student. Yeah, so each process has different steps inside the process, obviously, as, as manufacturing does. And most of what I do on, on our teams or our teams do is handcrafted. Um, so they have job cards that are related to the process inside of it so i'll take you and i will teach you i'll show you first and say this is how you do this part of the process mm -hmm. and then i'll watch you do the part of the process and then eventually you'll learn how to do the process on your own and then i'll take you to the next step and learn the next step of the process okay so it's it's really they work side by side with each other and they're actually building the blade together so there's not much just there's watching at the beginning but by the end, the mentor standing back, um, allowing the new um, apprentice to learn how to build the blade. That's cool. Yeah. You know, and, and just in general, all of us here, you know, to have a purpose in life beyond I show up to work and I do this yep. and I collect my paycheck and I go home with my family. I mean, I think being a mentor would probably be, you know, it would be a line out the door. Yeah, it's very satisfying. And then they're very engaged and it's, it's really fun to listen to them talk. And, and you know, I mean... We, to tell a nice story we had a, a student that was struggling with school and um they were talking to their mentor how they were having trouble keeping up with their homework mm -hmm. and they weren't thinking they're going to graduate on time well obviously then the mentor brought it up to us and said hey we know this kid's struggling and we got to get him graduated right and so it gave me and cj an opportunity to have a chat at the student and say hey what do you need so we actually gave him two weeks off of work so he could catch up on his homework and the mentor really engaged and saw that this kid was having problems to graduate and um they did graduate on time so that's that great was, it was just a good heartfelt story that our mentors are so engaged that they know these people's personalities that yeah. are coming into that's cool. so yeah that's amazing yeah so obviously we talked about the history of the program yep. we talked about the program itself yep. and, and i know that you know we're all smiling here talking about all the the cool successes so talk to us about the successes. I know there's some statistics and talk about after you hire them. So what happens when that's over and um, uh, wh what happens then? Is it are you guaranteed employment? Is there a, an, an interview process? Talk about that. Yeah. So w once they come on with us and they're with us and they finally graduate and they turn 18, um, we will hire them on. And we out of the first 15, seven did hire on with us. Mm -hmm. um, two went back to school. Three were juniors and they weren't 18 yet, so they stayed with us through the summer and they're still currently with us this year. And then three left the program. So we had about a 66% retention rate okay. from the first 15. And now we've hired on another 15 that started this summer that were juniors. And out of those 15, we haven't lost one of those yet. So they worked through the full summer. They've started school back again and they're showing up on time every day and really engaged in our process and really excited about finishing their senior year so gotcha. so this is this is round two yeah i have two yeah we have two we have 30 well we had 30 total kids and we've lost three out of the program and um two that went to college okay so it's it's quite a, it's quite good right now 
Yeah. So has uh, the first fifteen have they expressed interest to be a mentor whenever the next or subsequent groups come through? Yeah, so that's what we've been talking about, right? Is that hopefully once they get in with us and they work a year or so, we're hoping that some of them will step up to be the mentor because they went through the program and they they're the perfect fit to be a mentor if that's what they want. Yeah. So that's yeah. terrific. So So we've had some good discussions about uh you know the program in itself but on the other hand there probably has to be some challenges as, as things are growing and the, and the program is evolving so cj from your perspective what are some of the challenges you're seeing um w with this engagement i think initially when we were just recruiting businesses to to help them see the vision and partner with our students it was a it was a big challenge to have a business say i want to bring this student in this for this amount of time invest a little bit of money in them have them see what they what they can possibly do in this industry so that was that was the first big challenge i think and then i think when when getting in the door with vestas um and and then recruiting students let's go backwards recruiting students to work with vestas they just know vestas is that big company down the road in windsor that makes the big wind turbines so it w i think the the most brilliant part of that process became when you interview after your interview you go on a tour of the fa of the factory mm -hmm. and then it's eye opening and then you start to see yourself i can work here i can do this this could be a career there's so much to do here for me and it became so we overcame that challenge i thought quite well gotcha yeah, yeah. And I could see if I was in, uh, a manufacturer in northern Colorado and I'm like, well, Vestas is engaged. That, there must be something there that, that's really important where I may like, you know what, this kid's going to drag me down. It's going to be more problematic. I want to help, but, you know, it, thanks but no thanks. But the fact that Vestas has signed on board and what you've done uh, personally with the program has probably lent a tremendous amount of credibility. To, to the whole, the whole program. Absolutely, I think uh, it it brought people knocking at my door, yeah. and they wanted school, other school districts. They want to know how and 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 why and and all the all the all the logistics that came to to putting yeah. it together. And you you've really got to have someone dedicated to doing just this work. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. So what are some of the challenges that you've experienced? We talked about all the successes and, and the fun uh, with the signing day and things of that. What, what have you guys seen that's been a little bit of a challenge that you've been working on for round two? You know, it really hasn't been a challenge. It's really more of an opportunity. So, I mean, obviously when you bring people into your organization that don't have the manufacturing skills or the understanding of work ethics or, or potential no work ethics or they've never had a job, um, it's just trying to keep them safe and teaching them what good quality is and then just teaching them the lingo. We have our own lingo at Vestas and, and so trying to teach them that, but um, really it's just the opportunity to engage people in our community um, and, and get the word out about how cool manufacturing is and, and how cool Vestas is. And, and it, I think it's, it's kind of challenging because in the community it, it's talked about, we know Vestas, right? Um, but what is really Vestas? And I think getting these kids the opportunity to talk about it is is, is the fun part. Mm -hmm. And so that they, when they get there, they have a good experience. And so that's, I guess, the challenge is giving them the good experience so they go out and talk yeah. in the community and want to bring their friends in to work with us. Yeah. So. And, and it, it, you know, you, um, you have a very tangible, kind of tangible thing. So I'm mm -hmm. a kid in there and I'm working. I'm not writing a paper no. that said, here's what I thought of this story. Or like I'm building something and I yeah. saw it on the road or I was involved with, developing that nacelle or something like that that's right could be, so, could be pretty cool that's the cool part about it yeah 
So um, let's talk about the nugget, right? We're, we're kind of winding down our show right now. And if there was each one of you, we'll kind of go around and say, what, what would be the one takeaway that you want our audience to know as we wind up our discussion? I don't know. Maybe. You know, I guess, uh, I don't know if it's a nugget, but I would just say it takes, um, it takes a community. It takes all of us in mm -hmm. making this happen um, and providing students these opportunities and helping them um, explore the workforce and, and hopefully the pathways that they want to go into. Yeah, good. All right, CJ. I had a student come to me at signing day and his mom, and she said he had nowhere to go. Thank you. Wow. And so it's really important that we provide opportunities for our students to have career and college readiness. Yeah, that's terrific. Yeah. What was your parting comment? You know, I just want to build a workforce, or we just want to build a workforce in northern Colorado for manufacturing and, and give people an opportunity to learn a trade. And, and, and I think it's, it's, it's very exciting that we're, we start in this realm of hitting them when they're at a, at a younger age and, and start teaching them yeah. what our, our business is all about. That's terrific. Yeah. You know, it's, you can always tell every single person in here, all of us have been smiling the entire time we've been talking, which means you're super passionate about yeah. it. And it, it shows in your conversation, it shows in your actions. So this is really cool. Uptime, or excuse me, Uptime Logistics is about moving stuff, but today was really about developing people, which is really the roots of everything. So I can't thank all of you enough for joining us today. It's been very informative. I learned uh, a tremendous about what's going on uh, uh, with your program. So thank you very much. Thank and you. thank you for joining us today on Uptime Logistics. It's powered by Cap Logistics. You can find more information about the show in the description below. Don't forget to like and subscribe to our channel. And please visit caplogistics.com for your customized transportation solutions. So everybody have a great day.